That created complications in my life, like my father's past decisions and drug addictions on my mother's death. I love your mom. This is episode two. How'd you feel about last week, Steve? Well, again, welcome back to uh, episode two of Defy the Odds Defy podcast. The odds. Um, I felt that it was decent. I mean, considering that neither of us have done it before and I don't like talking that much, I thought it was good. Um, I did find some things after listening to it that I want to change and. One of them is, you know, being more patient and waiting for my time to spot speak, even though you like to ramble on for, you know, <laughs> 45 minutes at a time. I still want to give you the respect. For sure. I mean, show. yeah, after listening to it, I definitely feel like there were some things I could improve on. I don't feel like you, uh, you didn't seem shy at all. You definitely talked and you held your own in the conversation. I didn't feel really no pauses when it came to like the just, human dialect. I just don't like talking. Well, you did great, and we're going to continue it today for this uh, episode. Again, I think one thing that I could improve on is, like you said, rambling. I think I just talk so fast. My brain goes a million miles an hour, and like my lips are trying to keep up, keep up with it. Well, that's good, because I'm more mellow, and you're a little more fast speaking. And There you go. Good mix. Yeah. Well, I definitely love to hear that. Uh, why don't you just go ahead and get into maybe uh, some intentions? I know we talked about last week. Just recap pretty much what we talked about last week. Yeah, really about just challenging yourself to be uncomfortable. And this is, again, the second week of doing this, which um, I feel a little more comfortable this time. So it's already working. Um, hopefully the magic happens at some point. Um, how'd you go with reading, by the way? I, I know you said you were going to read two books. We said a year, right? Yeah, we had a, a year to get this. That's that's more than one page a day. Bro. <laughs> I mean, I don't know who would just read one page. Like, you're going to just forget. You have to, like, at least read a chapter a day i mean i would think one page a day is better than zero pages a day you know what you are 100 percent right and i think going into it i wasn't really thinking like week over week okay and i think with that being said i probably have to switch it up because don't get it wrong i i do want to read two books one book here let's let's bring it back since we're bringing it back to the beginning let's be realistic i, mean, I think one, one book is easy man one, one you should be able to do, no problem. You're right. One is easy, and we're here to challenge ourselves. Yeah. So two we, two books in a year, I think I want to get that done. But if we're going to compare, like, week over week, I definitely think I need to maybe change my intentions a little bit. Well, what, what I was thinking that we could do is, and I mentioned it after the last podcast, is set a weekly intention. So, for instance, um, my weekly intention, just say it's to be the best husband and father that I can possibly be, right? And so that week, that's really what I'm going to focus on. It's going to have to be my number one priority for that week, like above working out, above work, above anything, really. If you're going to do a really, really good job of it, it needs to be your number one priority. So um, let's think of some things, and maybe by the end of this podcast, we can choose one thing that we're going to at least set some intentions on and try and do. Yeah, I'll be the best dog daddy. I mean, whatever. Yeah. There you hey. go. But uh, with that being said, uh, again, this is uh, I don't want to look like look at this like it's just something week over week. Of course, you know I want I still want that long term goal. Obviously, I thought that was reading, but I think I want to change my goal. You know, after talking about this. Yep. So uh, with that being said, uh, I would love to buy a house in the next year. That is probably my main goal. I could think of is to buy a house, and I think uh, by setting maybe week over week intentions whether it's saving a certain amount of money uh learning a little bit more learning what some of these terms are taking classes i think that can essentially set me up for success when it comes to buying a house in about a year or so well i say we get into that because we talked a little bit about that before the podcast and akil is going through the nat or he went through the naca mm -hmm. program that you were looking at getting into so we'll have him explain that a little later but let's let's i guess Let's introduce Akil Brown, a.k.a. Boogie. Uh, <laughs> Kilo! Kilo what up, what up, what up? How's it going out there? Oh, here we go. All right, Akil. So uh, we introduced ourselves, kind of told us just a little backstory last episode. So I think to start this off, I really would like you maybe just to introduce yourself for people who don't know who you are. Um, yeah, uh, Akil Brown Rodriguez. Um, 
originally from New York, Brooklyn, um, came out to Tucson about 25 years ago, moved, you know, moved out to uh, Tucson. It's where I originally had met Steve. Um, I mean, how, how far back do you want to go? Well, the name of the podcast is Defy the Odds. So obviously being from uh, Brooklyn, you know, one of the boroughs in New York, I'm sure you had a, maybe you would say like a rough upbringing or negative influencers that maybe you were around that obviously look at you now. You're a very successful man, uh, co-owner of Rejuvenator. You've been since inception for for the most part with Rejuvenator. Mm -hmm. So maybe just talk about, you know, some uh, obstacles you overcame just coming out of a Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, came from a, a, a single parent household, you know, so that was essentially one strike. My mother was extremely young when she had my sister and I, um, and I mean, we were real low income and, uh, growing up in New York and, and Brooklyn during the, the eighties and nineties, um, crack cocaine. There you go. Just a straight crack. <laughs> Crack epidemic, um, you know, during Reaganomics, um, giving my age away here, but you know, it, uh, it wasn't for the, the, the lighthearted at all. So, um, I was exposed. It's, it's interesting because I, I was talking to my, my therapist about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was exposed to a lot of violence at a very, very young age, you know, um, I was, Jumped a few times, um, probably more times than, than I'd like to count. You know, when I was growing up, I saw um, a lot of violence, um, you know, just in, in my environment, you know. So there, it, it, it was extremely rough upbringing, how, you know. How do you think that <clears throat> molded you and made you into the person you are today? Like, what do you take from that? It, it took a while for me to, one, I didn't want to, immerse myself in that type of lifestyle. Yep. You know what I mean? It, it was, it was scary. You know, I, I there, there, there was one point, I think I was 16. Um, you know, I was big into wearing polo and everything like that. I dropped off my high school girlfriend on, you know, at a train stop and on my way back, um, some guys followed me off the train. And when I hit my, the corner of my block, they all jumped me and this one dude hit me and hit me in the back of the head with a pistol to take my jacket. Um, so I, didn't want to immerse myself in that type of lifestyle. One dudes are either ended up dead or in jail or strung out. Um, so it gave me an idea of who I didn't want to be. Um, but there's this resilience that you, you build up or you learn to, to deal with things in life. Um, when you're kind of handed those cards or, or put in those situations, um, you learn how to be resilient. You learn how to bounce back. You learn how to be self-sufficient. You learn, you know, I, by the time it's 12, 13, my sister and I were riding the trains by ourselves. You know, we were latchkey kids. Um, I definitely wouldn't put my daughter on a New York City train at 12 years old. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean? When, when you're faced with those challenges, um, you're forced to grow up faster. You mature faster. Um, you, your character becomes more strong and more, more resilient. So I think that's for sure definitely has played a part in some of my success, but I also think, you know, there, there's some parts of me that I need to improve on that, you know, uh, that I've dragged on throughout my life. So, so to speak, you did mention, uh, you have a therapist Mm -hmm. and that's actually, uh, pretty unique. Not too many people see a therapist. Especially when, uh, with your, you know, uh, background, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the African-American man, Puerto Rican yeah, and, and African-American, they typically, you know, at a young age, you're not taught to like express your emotions. I, I was just, um, I was just having this conversation with my sister. One of the things, especially coming from the urban or inner city environment, where almost programmed not to have feeling, not to have emotion, to be that tough guy that that you know hardcore the more emotionally cut off you are um the 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 harder you like the harder you are the more respect you get and can you imagine going through a life you know of decades of just not showing or sharing or being able to deal with or 
um, um, navigate through your emotions and end up fucking imploding. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so uh, the, the, the therapist journey is, um, you know, uh, something that, that I just decided to do, you know, for the betterment of, of just my personal and, and, and mental health, um, you know, one for, for me, but two also as a father, um, you know, trying to teach, you know, my daughter how to manage her feelings and, and navigate through emotions and stuff like that. Um, how can I lay down the groundwork if it's something that I, I don't have the groundwork laid out for as well? I feel like I got to clap that up real quick. But with that being said, how long have you uh, been seeing your therapist for? Um, it, it, it's just been, it's been a few months. It's been a few months. And have you noticed it helped? Um, yeah, ab- absolutely. It's, it's giving me the blueprint, um, to learn how to manage different emotions, how to communicate them, how to express them. Um, you know, cause as men, we know happiness or anger, right? Yep. There's kind of no, there's no in between, you I, know, I don't, um, know. I don't feel, yeah, I'm, I disagree. I got to jump in. Jump in. Yeah, jump in, man. It's a podcast. <laughs> um, because I'm not, I don't feel anger or happy all the time. Like, it's not one or the other for me. So I'm really content. I, I, don't, I don't feel happy or angry very often. Mm-hmm. So to me, I just kind of float through life. I'm a little bit more laid back, but I don't, it's, I, I feel like I'm 80% just going and not happy or but that if you could sense. be 80% as you're going, 80% happy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what is that though? I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what is happiness? I mean, you don't really know what happiness is until you've been through some struggle. Either, oh, one, so. yeah. 100%. <clears throat> um, I mean, I think me being content is happy. It's just gotcha. jo- because there's, there's joy. Like it really, if you break it down, what does that really mean? Um, I don't think there's such thing as being happy all the time, right? It's like yeah, I'm not yeah, not know. floating through life, correct? You know, yeah, with yeah, rainbows yeah. and fucking lucky charms. So it's, a, it's an interesting <laughs> word to describe. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. But content, as you speak on that, can also be a bad thing because don't you want better? Do you want to just be yeah. as you are now? You should always strive for something better, and just being content and just letting life pass, like. You don't feel like you're losing a lot of opportunities? No, it's not with what I'm doing. It's just with my emotions. It's just my emotion. Like, I'm not content with where I'm at in life. Like, that I'll never be content with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But where my emotions are, like, I'm not, I'm not like, up or down all the time. I'm pretty even. Mm-hmm. I would say that, that I'm even in, in emotions for, like, for the most part, you know, day to day. One of the things that, that we're working through for me personally is being present and being in the moment. Um, and that kind of, you know, goes back to the, you know, anxiety and shit that I'm dealing with is it's hard for me to, to focus and be in the moment. So if it's spending time with my lady or spending time with my daughter, I'm worrying about uh, this email or I got to take care of that. Microdosing mushroom. Micro- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll help you with that. Do- Dr. Steve over uh, I'm telling you, I started, I started microdosing mushrooms and it makes me so much more present. Like I'll go home with, you know, after work or something and I microdose some mushrooms and I'm just so engaged with my daughter that typically I'd be thinking of something else mm-hmm. at work or some other thing, but I'm so locked in on her that it really helps me with that. Again, I'm not trying to promote this to anybody, but <clears throat> for me in general, I really it helps me focus and be present in, in the moment for sure. It's like a super cup of coffee. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely super focused right now. So. <laughs> Wait, are you? Am I the only one who's not microdosing right now? <laughs> Probably. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Episode three is going to be lit, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I will. Let's just continue uh, again. We're still talking about you, Akil. I know last week, uh, Steve obviously brought up uh, he is the founder of Rejuvenator. We all know that. And he uh, mentioned on your birthday, he came up with this idea and mm-hmm. threw it on the bed. Hold on. Before we get into that, because last week I said it was his 30th birthday. It was my 35th. Okay. I was going to say it because it we haven't been around that long. So I just kind of want just your basic ideas or your thoughts. Uh, when he threw that on, where were you? Were you 
it was your birthday. You were trying to turn up. Probably didn't yeah. care about this business idea, but just talk a little bit about that. No, nah, I, I, I got to tell you what. I cared so much about it that um, the sneakers that I was wearing that weekend, particularly that night that we went out, um, I cleaned them the next day um, after we checked out, and I hit them up, and I was like, bro, this shit is fucking amazing. What shoes were they? Um, what was I rocking back then? It was probably like a Kenneth Cole casual sneaker type thing. Um, talking like back in the Rock Republic jean days and, and shit like that. Um, now what was that other brand of sneaker that was like a sport casual? The cre- creative, creative recreation. Creative recreation. <laughs> I thought it was a creative recreation. Yeah, I'm pretty, yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah, the low, yeah. low top ones or high yeah. top? Low, low, top. low top. Yeah, we, we were rocking those back then. I used then. to love those shoes. Yeah, they were dope. Go out to like the club. Oh, the, those I were, like, really yeah, those were the shoes to rock for sure. Would, yeah, it wasn't a daily wear for me. But, um, but yeah, when, when he tossed the bag, um, Steve what, is always. What was the first thing that went through your mind? I was, I was blown away. Yeah, I no, was like, what? Yeah, yeah. What the I, there was just confusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like. So walk, walk. So I'm curious because I remember it in my mind. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> walk us through the experience that you felt when I introduced it to you and, and what, what kind of how you remember it. Yeah. So you guys, um, you and your ex, the, the, your ex at the time, you guys walked in and we're in the middle of getting ready or whatever um, at the W. And, you know, immediately there's no what's up, no nothing. Steve just just kind of... Sounds like me. Yeah, it's Steve. Just kind of barges in and, you know, he just tosses this bag. And I think the word was... I'm like, what is this? Because it's literally just this mesh bag with, you know, some plastic shoe trees on the inside, you know? And I think I'm pretty sure the response is... This is what's going to make us rich, right? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, what the fuck? You know, so there was this confusion of, okay, so first off, explain it to me. But secondly, all right. Did, did you th- know that I was working on this at all? Or was that the first n- time you did? No, that was the, the first time yeah. there, there was any inkling of it at, at all. Okay. You know, um, you hadn't said anything about it you know i i think you're it, w- it was a few months because i mean it was in late july so how long had you had you I been think, w- i think it came up the idea in june so okay it, so it, it was, yeah it yeah right. you told me that that was the first official prototype yep, yep. um i should have I, I wish i would have saved that um saved that bag but, you know as you went through and explained it there was this instant aha moment like Holy shit, he's he was really on to something here, you know, because the I got the pillowcase idea from him and I'd been using it for lord knows how long. Um but it was just like this wow. So at this point in your guys' life, you guys were obviously friends. You guys were hanging out. Mm-hmm. But how long were you guys friends for and like how did you guys meet? We, I mean, that was at 35. We had known each other for well over 10 years at that point. Right, close to 15. That's <clears throat> um, another interesting story. I'll take this one and he can <laughs> elaborate on it. So I used to have, uh, I used to have, I used to own a house in Tucson and I rented room to this dude that I knew when I was growing up. Um, and <clears throat> so this guy, Mike, introduced us. Akil was a cook at, Hooters. At Hooters. And, my, and your plan. Yeah. <laughs> and so my roommate, Mike, my buddy Mike's like, hey, you want to go hang out with this dude, Akil, that I met? He works at Hooters, some Hooters girls. And I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? So yeah. let's go. And so I ended up meeting with Akil. And right away we just clicked. And then he started actually calling the house and asking for me. Yeah, this is like him. pre-cell phones and beavers and everything. Yeah, so, so you know, he felt some type of way, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of just started hanging out from there, man. Yeah, Steve's super cool people. We're into hip hop. Um, you know, it was just just vibed. So, you know, it's like, yo, what are you doing this weekend? Let's go out. There was always a handful of Hooter girls going out on like a Friday or Saturday night after the shift. Um, a couple of them o- always had a crush on Steve and wanted to kick it with him. So it was like we'd go out hit the clubs, go back to the house for after hours and, and, and things like that. So, yeah, it was, it was interesting because 
he's the first person I met that I was really close with being from Tucson that was from a major city. Mm-hmm. So I was like really intrigued by New York. And one time he asked me, Hey, you want to drive with me? My dad's yeah. my, my sister, a car. You want to drive with me to New York and take it to her? And I'm like, Fuck yeah! Let's sure, go. why not? <laughs> yeah, let's go. That sounds like a story hey, in and, itself. And remember last week when I said, "Don't go out drinking before you go check into the, <laughs> yeah. to, to the, to the uh, jail. jail to the jail. Don't go out partying the with a kill. Before, no, the night before you're driving to fucking New York. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was like two and a half straight days, and the seats didn't fucking recline in that yeah. car all the way. It was um, it was interesting. I'm surprised we never got pulled over. We could have taken like. 500 pounds there if we wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, a road trip with good people is always a good time. I went on a cross-country road trip with my cousin for 30 days. Literally went from Arizona, California, Oregon, cut all the way across the country, made it to Miami. It's a long time. Yeah, 30 days on the road with him. It, it was many, definitely... How many miles is that? I, I don't... I had it mapped out, screenshot, like, you know, our whole trip. We literally map-quested everything. Well, not map, GPSed it, and, like, had all the miles on. I have it somewhere on my Facebook, like tagged in it when he posted it but yeah it was one of the times in my life if you have the opportunity to travel or do a road trip with some friends oh yeah highly recommend it you know so you two and a half yeah. days imagine 30 days get with him get some sleep before you yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't party yeah yeah, yeah. It, isn't that when we got lost in um st, st. louis oh yeah we, we yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we took a wrong turn we, we took like, a wrong oh, turn we're in the wrong neighborhood because this is uh this is pre-iphone and and surrey and all that shit um we pulled over Asking, we, oddly enough, we got lost in Brooklyn, St. Louis was the name of it. I remember that. And uh, we pulled up next to these guys, like, standing on the corner, some older dudes. And they were like, you're in the wrong neighborhood to get lost. You guys better get out of here. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Scratch All right, well, you guys did bring up one of the common interests was hip-hop. So now's a perfect time to talk about that. Obviously, the intro. <laughs> You guys laying down some beats. So uh, how long were you guys rapping for? Was that always a, I mean, a passion of your guys'? I'll, I'll let you do the story and see if I remember it. Yeah, yeah. On one of our trips to New York, um, there was a every few summers, Steve was, Steve was rolling back there, go visit my family and, and just, you know, spend like a week or so in New York. Um, we were in lower Manhattan, Walking down the street one day, just um, I think I don't know if we were doing shopping or, or or what the deal was, but um, these two guys had pulled up in a convertible Jag, um, and they must have been in there. We were in our mid twenties; they might have been in their late late twenties, early thirties, or whatever. And they pulled up in this fucking dope ass uh, drop top Jag, tons of jewelry, you know, jumped out of the car and everything. And Steve's like, "Man, that." That could be us, you know. Yeah, and he, I think my exact words were, "Why can't that why be can't us? that be us?" Yeah. You know, and he's he's always had that entrepreneurial spirit. Like, yeah, yeah. why we that could be fucking us, right? Sure. You know, and I'm like, it it can be, of course. So I think shortly after that, um, Steve got a Korg Triton, was the the name of the keyboard, and he just started making beats. You know, um, and for those of you that don't know, I mean, you probably sing a little something right now. Uh, to- no, that, my throat's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, this, this guy can sing his ass off, like straight 90s R&B. Um, so it was like, yeah, let's let's get this group together and, um, you know, start a little rap R&B um, group. And I mean, we spent fucking hours upon hours upon hours um, built a little makeshift studio in, in, in one of the extra bedrooms in his house and uh, just got into it. I think all, all in all, we did, what was it, about 10 different songs? Yeah, probably 10 or 12. You yeah. said this was a rap group? Yeah. 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 So we, I mean, the problem is we, we didn't put what it takes. Number one, we were in the wrong city. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Tucson's not the spot to, to do anything like that. Number two, we kind of did it half ass where it was more like, oh, let's go to the strip club and get some inspiration. <laughs> and then we'll drink everything, and then. everything was going so to the strip club. We didn't put in the work that it really needed to blow up and to get really, really good. But 
you know, we we were, you know, decent. I mean, it's still, I think it's uh, a timeless. That song's somewhat timeless. Absolutely. Uh, he definitely put in way more work than I did because it was at his house at the time. So I'd go over there and he'd have numerous beats made. And, you know, then he started, you know, he started rhyming and everything too. Um, it The time, energy, and effort wasn't put in to... But it, it was it was still it was a ton of fun. Twenty years later, you guys see uh see you guys getting back in the booth. We actually yeah. did. When did we go? Was that last year? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was fun too. Yeah, it's just again, man. You got to put something. If you want to be good at it, you got to put. Yeah, you got to want to be good at like anything. anything. Yeah, yeah so you, you have gotta, to put it, the time, energy, and effort into it's it. It's got to be number one priority. Yeah. So but no, to I think sit those back, days are, those days are done. Yeah, that, I, I that, may that, buy some <laughs> equipment at some point and like make beats and dick around and fuck around, but I'm not. That yeah, that that ship is sailed. <laughs> yeah, it, and real the real reason that it all ended is because some motherfucker robbed me and broke into my house and stole all my shit. And Damn. I ended up getting it back, which is great. But by that point, you know, I was like kind of over it. Who did you find out who who ended yeah. up? Oh yeah, I knew who it was the whole time. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Well, that bro, that house was like a fucking free for all. Yeah, there no, was. Oh, yeah. I, I had a pretty good idea, and I have good instinct. And yeah. yeah. I ran into the dude that night somewhere, and then I went home, and I fell asleep on the couch. And I think he gave me his jacket because he couldn't wear his jacket in the club. So I took his jacket with me. Mm-hmm. And then when I got home, I fell asleep on the couch. And I think when I woke up, his jacket was gone. My safe was gone, and the fucking recording and the equipment was gone. Oh. I didn't lock the door like a dumbass. Damn. Yeah. So whatever. It is what it yeah. is. Yeah. Lessons learned. Well, let's get back to really talking about you, Akil, and uh, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. At what point did you know you were all in for Rejuvenator? Because obviously you still had some jobs. You were Talk a little about that. Like, what were you yeah. doing while Steve was really so pushing the brand? When Steve first came up with the I, – I was actually living in Phoenix um, when he came up with the idea, right? Uh, you know, after that time at my birthday – um, you know, it got the bag and shortly after that, um, I ended up back in Tucson. Um, I, I don't know if it was six months or two a year. It was right around the time, um, you would, I, cause I remember you got in the patent and everything squared away for it. Um, so I was going through, through some personal battles, if you will, you know, that I was kind of, you know, kind of struggling with and, 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 and so on. Um, so I was going over to Steve's house, you know, offering whatever work I could, you know, what we're shooting. I mean, we were shooting videos at my dad's house, like infomercial type stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just. Terrible. I've seen a few. Yeah, I mean, just Terrible. horrendous. Um, there was also the, the what was it, Bunny? The Bunny one we were doing? I don't, I wish I could find that one. That one disappeared. <laughs> that one was pretty wild. Yeah, we were trying to do anything to gain any type of attention or momentum. Um, but I had got back into the restaurant business. Um, I'd put in, I, I don't know, it was probably like six months of, you know, just, just, you know, showing up at his house and, uh, you know, helping however I could, but I'd got back into the restaurant business. Um, and he had started getting some momentum. I, Rob had came on. Um, and I was, uh, working for five guys basically full time, um, at the point at that point. And it was in early 2014, they had brought the business up to Phoenix. Um, And I was like a training consultant. Um, Oh, so you weren't cooking? No, 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 no. Not a Hooters cook? I I gave up my Hooters cook (laughs) days, man. I went from (laughs) (laughs) shaking shaking baskets of wings. No, I I was a a training consultant. Yeah, right. Um, training consultant for five guys. I was, um, opening up, uh, uh restaurants, um, you know, down in uh, Tucson and everything like that. Um, so I wanted to see, he's like, dude, you have to get up here. Like you, you have to get up, you know, um, make the transition, move up here. So I ended up requesting a transfer to the Phoenix market. Um, and I had the, the regional down there call up the, the Phoenix guy, Phoenix guys and uh, say, you know, it's guy kill. He's been kicking ass down in Tucson. Um, you know, he wants to relocate up to Phoenix. Little did they know the reason why for the re- relocation was to, to be a part of rejuvenator part time. Um, so I, I was doing, I was doing well, you know, or I thought I was doing well, you know, um, you know, salary, medical, dental, you know, all that good shit. Yeah. Um, and I ended up moving up 
the summer of July 14, of, of July 2014. Um, and I was working for five guys during the day. Um, and at night I was putting in a, you know, a few hours making some product. I mean, because this one we were fucking filling bottles and stringing bags and, and doing all that fun stuff. Um, so, and you know, there was, I don't even know how many orders a day. So I was packaging whatever orders, um, I could in the evening, um, you know, making whatever product. And, um, by the end of that year, uh, I think that was when, um, rough Asia thinks it started getting some momentum with them by the end of 14 or was it, did you, <clears throat> did you quit before we got the building? The facility, like our own office yeah. space, or was did you quit after we were? I I, I I quit right before that because the interestingly enough, um, I was helping out in a store the end of 2014 during the holiday season, um, the store in Scottsdale Mall, and the one of the owners or somebody came in, um, and he went off on me about some of the employees or whatever, and I'm like. Dude, I'm fucking doing you a favor. It's a holiday season. I'm in this mall store. I'm helping you out. Um, and I basically was like, you know, fuck it. I quit. I was planning on quitting anyway in early 2015 after multiple conversations from Steve and Rob. Basically like, come on, man. You got to do it. We need you. We like. Make the jump. Make pussy. the jump. And it will be quite honest. This is how it went. Quit being a fucking pussy and quit your job. Let's go. Yeah, quit. Quit a sixty. I think I was making sixty, sixty-five thousand a year, right? Okay, yeah, so decent. Yeah, it was a decent. Yeah, it was a decent. Quit that for about a thousand bucks a month and free rent. <laughs> Stop being such a pussy. Hey, <laughs> you know. Um, Sometimes you just gotta go for it. Yes. Yeah, so that's what this is about. Yeah. At the end of the day. I saw the vision, right? I knew, like, I knew it was there. I knew it was only a matter of time before it was going to happen. Just leaving that stability, you know, like you're so, pro everybody's so programmed to have a career in, like, in life, like, go to school, have a career, like, this is what you need to do. There's that level of, you have a salary, you have medical, you have dental. Um, stepping away from that to, grab your nuts and fucking jump off the cliff and be like, fuck, I really hope this works out so I can support myself. Um, it, it's a huge jump. So here, and so that's his, he was super concerned, right? I'm thinking the whole time, fuck, if it doesn't work, just go goddamn just go back, back to fucking yeah. <laughs> working at restaurants. I mean, there's thousands. I mean, he had other options for you. You probably, like, you're a felon, so you didn't, have, this was all, you were all in. Oh yeah. 100%. Well, yeah. I mean, this is Steve's baby. Yeah, one hundred percent. He, of, of course, he was. And and it 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 took a little persuading, you know. Um, but at at the end of the day, I believe I've always believed in the product, and knowing who Steve is, I've always believed in him. If it was anybody else, I probably wouldn't have done it. For sure. Like it at the end of the day, if it was anybody else, I probably would have been like, yeah, I wish you the best of luck, but truly knowing who he is as an individual and as a person that gave me the confidence to be like, just fucking do it. And then that, that guy to just say, fuck you. He's like, what are you going to do? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go fucking chase this dream. You yeah. know, he's like, what, what, what are you going to do without it? I said, hold on, don't worry. I've, I've, I have a backup sort of thing there's power and broke too my you know read um, that book that's a good book power and broke yeah i'm gonna write that down yeah, yeah. Power yeah. broke you by know. uh damon johnson hey i've been broke plenty of times so trust me yeah. I, oh, I, I could already uh see the vision you yeah. know there's there's that drive that vision yeah. the hunger when your back's against the wall like you gotta yeah, get nothing it. nothing to do but Except get it fucking make it. it's like you're gonna sink or swim mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying you take you out to the middle of the ocean and fucking throw you off the boat you better you're gonna swim to fucking survive, right? All right, so let's get into uh, this rejuvenator house. Obviously, you had a thousand dollars a month, but yeah, you got some, free I, room I, and board. I just, I just, he was probably making more than that. I was, oh, okay, it was yeah. probably probably like twelve fifty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was it was free room and board. 
Um, yeah, the, the reshoot. It wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I got a story about that too. So as he keeps going. Yeah. All right, well, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because like, uh, Steve brought it up last week about the reshoot house. That dope, man. Where it was four guys trying to run a business, kind of when he met his wife. Uh, so he was able to leave. Yeah. Meanwhile, there was some shenanigans getting down at the house. There was, well, Fran, Fran and Rob, like Fran and Rob's friendship was as tight as like Steve and I's. Like they had known each other since they were like way back when. So they were always on a mission. Um, you know what I'm saying? But there was jacuzzi late nights. I mean, just nonstop drinking. Fran always smoking. Um, there, it, it it was like a frat house, you know. The it was like work hard, play hard, you know. Just work hard or play harder. It it was both. Well, play it, harder. Yeah, it, it it was both. I mean, we we grinded, man. You know, we grinded all day. By the time I, you know, I I was I had both feet in. You know, by by the end of 2014, it was. I mean, it it, it was the four of us, and we we all had our roles. Um, what was your role? How long after we? How long after you quit Chipotle did we get? It, it, it was five guys. Five guys. At oh the yeah, time. yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's five guys. Did you? Did we get into the office space and warehouse? That was. I, I want to say it was the summer of fifteen, wasn't I it? I don't remember. I don't yeah, remember. I I, I want to say we were there for a good. Because bro, we were loading up that Tahoe. Oh, I, know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, there's images in that house of fucking shit. I mean, we were doing a, a lot of orders still from the house. Um, so I, I want to say it was probably the summer of 15 that we moved in, into that warehouse. So there was at least a good six months um, that we were just round the clock, work, you know, processing orders, building, building products. So, I mean, I was build, building product um uh fulfilling orders that's i mean we all had our specific roles but everybody contributed to for sure yeah we need to fill x amount of bottles we had a, you know we were going to pick shit up pick up you know um everything that you know materials that were needed we were making runs to the post office on on a daily basis by 3 30 to make sure they went out uh it, i mean it was it was dope man it, it just those beginning stages um just that journey to experience that, to see the initial baby steps. If anybody can ever experience that when it comes to growing a business or a company, it's exhilarating on like, it just, it motivates you and it fucking pushes you and drives you. Um, I mean, I, I see memories pop up on my Facebook that are kind of bitter. They're bittersweet. It's like, wow, you know, to walk into the office now, um, and you know, the, the, the level that the business is at now to where it started, even some of the, the, the photos I used to post of, of the product, the, the, you know, the, the first generation kits, or I was cleaning up a, you know, a pair of sneakers and like, you know, trying to getting three likes on Facebook to now that, you know, there's 1.4 million on YouTube. Um, you know, like shit like that. It, it's, it's, it's dope to see it's dope to experience so hell yeah how long were you guys in the in the warehouse for well that's an interesting story too about manifesting things right so let's talk about it so and being uncomfortable is we're in this house and we're working and the the literally the um the garage is full from <laughs> top to bottom Right of products, pallets and shit. Yep. And one day I'm like, man, we need to get out of this place. We need a we need a place. So I we had a meeting, I think, and I said, hey man, I, I want to get us. In, we we need to find uh, a warehouse. A warehouse. Space, yeah. And I really just asked a couple people around. Hey, do you know of any warehouse spaces? And one of basically our bottler at the time was like, hey, I have an open warehouse and office space that you could have for free and just go up there. And so, I mean, and literally it was like that week, I think the, the week that I started. He's like, we're moving. It. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't let him give it to us for free. I, I, I had to pay him. So I basically, I think we paid him 500 bucks a month, but they just used it as an overflow building. It was a 10,000 square foot uh, warehouse with, I think five offices in it. Mm -hmm. 
And we basically took it over. And then yeah. they just gave us a section in the back and we yeah. started working out of that. And that really helped us grow. And that's when we got a call from... Uh, that was Rough Asia, Rough Asia right? Yeah. You met them at, was it Agenda, I think? Yeah, I don't, I don't even... Because I remember we, we, had the, we had the stainless steel tables and we were building, I mean, all yeah. sorts of product back then. And that was our first distributor. Yeah. And I think, I remember in that office building, we had a sale and we did like, 14 grand in one day and i thought it was the fucking coolest thing yeah. on the planet and now <laughs> if we don't do 14 grand i'm like irritated <laughs> <laughs> no the reason why i ask is that's the building i started in so just to just kind of no, 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 before, no, that. Yeah, before was, that building this was before that oh yeah, yeah, yeah oh yeah, yeah that's this that is building. like this is like pre-reshooting you you were um joined us at the phelps yeah. 2401 Phelps Street. Yeah. This was like um, almost up by Care Carefree Highway. Yeah, it was way up there. Yeah. And the uh, reason we left there is because they kept reducing our size. They kept taking like more space. And I'm like, fuck, we, we got to get out of here. Yeah. We need our own place. So that's when I started reaching out to uh, actually some guy was walking door to door, some real estate agent. So I had his card. I'm like, hey, we need a place. Can you help us find yeah. one? And that's when we found that place. Yeah, so that first warehouse, though, how long were you guys there for before you got an even bigger warehouse? Maybe, maybe a year, maybe yeah, a at, year. at the most, a year. Yeah. But we didn't want we didn't want to leave the house. Well, Steve did. We didn't. One, it was fucking free rent. So now it's like now you guys you guys got to cover cover your own rent now. Um, well, that that was after though. That was after. True. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 At some point, that's another story. Is I'm like, hey, we need to move out now that we're not working here. Like we, we all need to get our own place. Yeah. Nobody wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what to tell you guys. The lease is up and you know, it's, it's time to it's find time your to, own place. To, yeah. <laughs> be, a, be adults now and, and find your own place. Um, but even I remember when we first did a tour or I first went up to 2401, I was like the fucking, you remember how big that place Yeah, was? Huge off warehouse. I was like, bro, what the fuck are we going to do with all this space? And when we first moved in, we only took up like an eighth of the space of that warehouse. And within a year, the shit was packed to the brim. We fucking pallets on top of pallets, product on top of product. Um, so, I mean, as far as timing, Steve always knows when it's time to make the move to expand and, and, and grow. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's what we're sitting in right now. We, to call it an office is an understatement. Yeah, it's I mean, a fucking headquarters. A compound, yeah. 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 I mean, wait till we get, you know, we're, we're doing this podcast in our little sitting area room. We don't even have a podcast room, but we don't care. Like, mm -hmm. we'll build one when we continue to do it. Yeah. As the show evolves, mm -hmm. so. Um, you're coming on the journey. Those of you that are listening with us, you're, you're actually coming on this journey with us. So it's pretty exciting. So if you hear the cars, uh, the police in the background, weight slamming, don't mind it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Mike's cutting in and out. It's only going to evolve and elevate from here. Trust. Yeah. All right, Akilissa, just continuing with you. Uh, where are you at in your current state? Obviously, you're seeing a counselor, a therapist. Mm -hmm. Is that therapy? Is that for a personal, for family? No, it's couple def relations? definitely more, more personal. personal. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think one of the 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 biggest things um anybody can do for themselves is is just that level of self-awareness um to look in the mirror and say what can i change to be the best version of myself you and know? with that being said we should do a round of applause how long has it been since you drank man um I well the the, the wedding was wedding. No, november, november 5th, 5th. So shortly after, yeah, we're yeah, it was December, January, February, yeah, four, yeah. So going on four, five, six months, yeah, five, five months. Hey, congrats, man! I have yeah. actually uh, set myself a goal for this year to stop smoking Thank weed, you. and uh, yeah, I have stopped good. smoking weed. Good, good for you. It's interesting. I, I I put down the jack and I picked up the edibles. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of weird though, because most people say when it comes to weed, it's like a social drug. You know, people are smoking. You want to smoke with them. Mm -hmm. And like I am the complete opposite. So like, Me too. At, at my job, like all they do is smoke weed. At my night job, 
people always ask me, do you want to smoke? And I'm like, no, you know, people always offer to smoke weed and I, I have the, the strength to say, no, I'm good. I don't need to smoke. Oh, there you go. But when I'm at my house in the comfort of my own home, just chilling. Then you want to smoke. That's when I want to smoke like the most. That's, that's interesting. How I am. That's the smoker that I am. I don't want to be around people. So you're, yeah, you're, you're not, you aren't a social smoker. Uh, no, I am. I've been smoking since I was 14. Like okay. I'm like a passionate smoker. Like I love smoking weed, Yeah. but I'm just trying to do it really uh, just for my own health mm -hmm. uh, and just, you know, self-control to see yeah, if I can, you know? Yeah. And, and Self-discipline 100%. Yeah. And, and that's, like the 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 therapy and counseling thing is you know going back to being the the best version of myself yep. you know at the end of the day to be a better father you know be a better partner um you know i i think if you become complacent in who you are you're doing yourself a disservice you know so whether it's mentally physically emotionally um need to get myself back into the gym for the physical aspect of it but you know, tomorrow I, <laughs> nah, next Monday, 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 next week, Monday. Um, I believe it, but it. yeah. So that that's that's the 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 reasoning behind it. No, yeah, for sure. Uh, so right now, I just want to take a full circle moment, bring this back to me. Uh, in the beginning, I talked about how I would like to buy a house. That is my goal. Yeah, dude. I've talked to you a lot about this. Uh, a program called NACA. Mm -hmm. Do NACA you mind? Is, NACA is a dope program. Yeah, for those that don't know, maybe just shed a little light on it yeah so i was actually introduced to naca from my sister um she knows the the founder and ceo it's a, it's basically it's a non-profit organization um and the founder it actually started back the housing market crash in 2008 um what ended up happening was all the banks were fucking handing out loans left and right and a ton of people, especially middle class and lower middle class, ended up losing their asses and losing their homes. Um, so the NACA program is essentially created for and to help the middle class, lower middle class, and, and lower class um, get into a home, right? Um, and they have the, low, the, the low, lowest interest rates than any banks out there. What's your interest rate? My interest rate right now is 1.87. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I'm looking, and they're hitting me with insane. a five-point-something. Well, that's because the interest rates now are through the roof. Mine initially was at a two-point, a, a two-and-a-quarter, and because I put down um, a, a substantial down payment, I was able to knock it down a few points. But besides the, the amazing interest rate, there's no closing cost. Um, there's no PMI, um, which is insane you know if, if you don't put down 20 percent, you have to pay mortgage insurance so on a half a million dollar house that fucking mortgage insurance was three four hundred dollars a month so with not having that pmi i was able to to buy more house and then so there's no no closing cost a down payment isn't required there's no mortgage insurance and it has a lowest in interest rate it's a pain in the ass. I'm that's, not going to front. That's what I wanted to ask because I remember you going through this. And can you explain to Rob and whoever might be listening that's yeah. interested what you had to go through to like yeah. this? So the, the program is designed for it, – it, it's no secret that, um, you know, certain demographic um, might not – be the the best as far as financially uh budgeting or literacy. like yeah, yeah right the 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 wealthy are taught financial literacy at a very young age right and in in the lower the lower class communities financial literacy isn't passed on because their parents didn't know part of that is it's the way society is is um is is, is made to keep the lower class poor and so on and so forth. So in the program, they, they um, teach budgeting, saving, so on and so forth. Um, so you'll go through workshops, you know, to, um, uh, you know, teach you about budgeting and saving and everything you need to know the terminology to buy a home um, that you might not necessarily know. So it was a lot, it's a lot of work, a lot of shit you have to go through as far as reporting you know, where um, if you spend over $100, 
um, a week, where's that money going to? So you know where your money's going. Where it's, I mean, I do down to the fucking dollar. I knew where everything was going. Where before that, I was fucking spending money left and right because money comes in fast, it gets spent fast. Um, so it, it's, a, it's a long process. If you have the patience, the time and commitment, it's, it's super beneficial. There's no way I, I, I would have been able to buy the house that I'm in yep. if I didn't go through the program. Well, I actually am going through the program. I got the class this Saturday. And I'm doing a testimonial yeah. on Saturday, <laughs> which is crazy. That's hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Super coincidence. Uh, but the thing like I'm kind of stressing about is like my night job. You know, I am a strip club DJ. We'll talk about that maybe on a later podcast. Mm-hmm. But like I get a lot of unclaimed tips. Yeah. And uh, like I just don't know. Are they going to just like, Yeah. And, and am I going to have to pay all these backdated taxes? Are they going to like... Well, rate me nah, financially. If they, if they, say, hey, you need to pay taking, all this. Nah, if they're taking, well, you, you claim what you claim. Yeah, you claim what you claim, and that's that. I mean, but but that's the thing, though. Like no guarantee with the tip. So like, there's no. It's not like you have. You get a paycheck there. I get a paycheck, get a, and, yeah, and, and part of the paycheck, they claim a portion, but it's not actually what I'm making every night. Yeah. So, I, I typically I buy a lot of stuff on credit cards. Mm-hmm. But then I, I pay it off. Like, I have a very yeah. good credit score, about a 780. Yeah, that's You know, dope, I'm, I'm very proud of my credit score. Yeah, that's dope. But it's because I've been able to work in uh, these tipping industries throughout mm-hmm. my uh, young adult life. And I was smart enough, and I learned when I was 18 about credit cards, you know, and being smart and, you know, not buying stuff just to buy it and maxing them out, like mm-hmm. using them responsibly. So I've always done that. I have, like, eight credit cards that, like, I juggle and manage. Mm-hmm. Very good. A good credit score. They're going to tell you got about 10 go grand down, go down to three. They will tell you that instantly to go down to three. So yeah, that, that's the biggest thing about this class. Like I I'm excited because there's so much for me to learn. to learn. I don't right? even know what PMI is. Yeah. It's Maybe a little bit. Basically. Um, I forgot what the private more it's, I think it's private mortgage and private mortgage insurance, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just so much for me to learn. So like, that's why I'm excited about this journey. But with all this being said, do you guys think I should be buying a house in the next year or should I be holding off? I, well, the way the interest rates are now, dude, I mean, I mean, how's long, but here, let's, how long is it going to take him to do this? That it, it's going to at least six months. Yeah. It took me a while because I, like a year and a half. Oh, right? I originally started in 2018. Oh, wow. So fucked up on debt and all, all that stuff. I, you know, so when I really started focusing on it, it took me a year and a half. You know what I'm saying? So I, I would start now. Yeah, I mean, that's the plan. You know, I wanted that's to do it a month ago, but... Because if, ha- you could be, if you can start looking for a house by the summer of 2024, why the fuck not, dude? That yeah, I mean, great. I'm excited. Definitely a lot to learn. So that's why I really want to make that, you know, my new thing moving forward. It's uncomfortable for me to be spending money, you know, like all my savings is mm-hmm. essentially going to go to this house. You know, I'm going to learn stuff I don't know, which yeah. is going to put me in an uncomfortable situation. I mean, I get off work at six in the morning, have to sleep for two hours yeah. and I got to do a four hour work stop. You think I want to do that? I'll no, fuck no. <laughs> but Hey, I'm, I'm going to do it because again, I, I'm putting my mind to it. I know it's something being 30 years old. Like I definitely want something that I own. Mm-hmm. I want a backyard to be able to barbecue with my boys, you know, and mm-hmm. not have to worry about shit. Music as shit, loud I as I would have bought a house at 30. And honestly, talking to you guys here and you know, you were 35 and you're a year older or younger than Young, kill younger. one year, one year older, younger. younger, younger. So that means you were 34. I got four years to start a business. Uh, Steve, we need to invest in this app ASAP. It's never too late. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've heard like, you know what I'm saying? Like Oprah was this age when she did this, mm-hmm. you know, like if you have a goal and you work it and put in the energy, I mean, it's really about how much work you're willing to put into it. for sure. I mean, I got a good work ethic, obviously two oh, jobs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Two hours of sleep, you know, most nights. Yeah. I got to, I got to tell this guy to take time off. Like dude, <laughs> don't sleep, come into right? work because <laughs> you look like you, you're a zombie. Bro. <laughs> Go get some sleep, please. Go home. Yeah. Hey, but uh, with that being said, always grinding. I I appreciate you dropping some knowledge on Naka. Obviously, uh, I'm going to see you this Saturday or listen to you. However, the workshop goes to your testimonial, maybe a little more. And just any any way I can help. I'm I'm there for you, man. Oh, yeah. I already know that. But I think right now we can just get into talking about some sneakers, you know. 
Sneakers. Sneakers, a little bit of shoes. Sneakers. Did you cop anything uh, recently, Akil? No. What was... You, nah. won, the, you won the goddamn... Oh, yeah, the Tiffany's. How the Ooh. fuck did you do that? You, he's, uh, got, he's so lucky, dude. On uh, sneakers or off Tiffany? No, no, no. On um, Undefeated. Oh, Undefeated. There you go. Undefeated. I mean, I guess you can't win if you don't play. Can't win if yeah, you don't try. There, there was, I, um, I think, sneaker news one, one night. Because my, my page was really trying to, to get them. Like, let me turn into a sneakerhead. <laughs> so, um, I sent, I, yeah, I sent her the sneaker news link. Um, and I was like, fuck it. I'll just sign up for a few raffles. Um, and sure enough, undefe- I think I signed up for like four or five of them. Got the email from undefeated. She was pissed. <laughs> I sent her a screenshot. <laughs> I mean, how many pairs did they release though? I don't, I, just, I don't know, but I know obviously undefeated dropped some. He I said tried four to five. 20, I heard there was only twenty or twenty seven thousand. I don't know how accurate that oh, that's is. That's way more than I thought it was. I tried on Tiffany's website and I tried on yeah, sneakers. So did I. Yeah. I did not defy the odds. Yeah. I did not get them. <clears throat> I didn't yeah. even try. It was a, it was a dope shoe, man. I picked them up the day they came out. Uh, I mean, I they could have done better. I I wouldn't yeah. rock them. Um, I I I got them off. The you from New York? You ain't rocking no black forces? Come on, that's the money, a staple. The, the money. The money. <laughs> I feel yeah, yeah. <laughs> Buy them for four hundred or what? By four hundred? Yeah, got them for four hundred. Sold them for off, eight. Got them off for fourteen. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I sold them. I the that morning I posted them on eBay. Shout out to eBay. Um, I posted them that morning with the you know the screenshot everything. Yeah. Got them off the 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 next day for for with like thirteen ninety or something like that. What are they going for right now? I don't even eight, know, nine, but eight, eight, eight nine, nine, yeah, I was about to say that's what I was thinking, I, like eight hundred. The the day they dropped, I'm like, like in hand, ship like shipping now. Everybody yeah. was posting the confirmations. I think we offered you a thousand, right? No, no. Oh yeah, I asked Jared what what his best price was. Yeah, He's yeah. like a rack. I said, mm. yeah. Well, I'm, that's why because I knew they were going to come. Down. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 If I would have got them from Nike. I would have did a thousand because I, but because I had them right, right then and there, I'm like, if I get a few, more, few more hundred, yeah, for no. yeah, you got a size nine. I had a, I had a nine and a half. Nine and a half, yeah, that's going for about eleven hundred. Eleven hundred right now, yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, you made some bread on that. Yeah. What about them SB fours? They dropped today. Those are fire, bro. They're, they are. I saw them in person. It's yeah. a nice looking shoe. They're a yeah, good quality. Shoe. I just checked them out. Um, they're clean. Did you try for them? No, I didn't. Did Paige try for them? No, she didn't. Okay, so Shane the sneakerhead then. <laughs> All right, well, I got a sneaker that I'm sure both of you guys would be uh, extremely interested in. I'm not sure if you heard of it to kill, but they got the Big Bubble Air Max ones. I saw those. You saw those? I saw those. Those are clean. Steve brought up last time he's a huge Air Max one fan. He is. He's, another he's pair. A, another different yeah, pair. There you go. How many Air Max ones you got in your collection? I, I don't know. Probably, yeah, I don't know, 30. 30. Some good ones though, right? I got some good ones. Yeah. Are you guys gonna try for the big bubbles? I'm. I'm, I'm gonna. Try, I'll try. I'll try yeah, and sneak I'll, I'll try. I'll yeah. try for those. I'm gonna try for them, and I need my girlfriend to try for them because that's like a, a two pair minimum. I want a pair like a daily. Just wear them. Mm-hmm. Just uh, wear it. Like that's I gonna be a go to sneaker for months. I rock the shit out of my Air Max. And then I want another pair just you know for those special occasions. Like if I want to take yeah, them out, you know, a few years, a you know, yeah, yeah, a few years in the future, take them out. But the whole story about that shoe is actually pretty dope. It's uh, pretty much remodeled off of the 86 spec. So it got the big bubble mm-hmm. back in 86. When they first released them, it had a bigger bubble than normal. Normally you see like three, like three little yeah. indents. But now it got like four. four. Yeah. Uh, because back in the day, due to weather, it was really cold when they dropped. They started cracking. So Nike pretty much just stopped everything Pulled them off the market and pretty much redesigned the sneaker to have a smaller bubble to avoid that cracking. Did they do something different this time to avoid that? Or I mean, I just think with years of technology, you yeah. know, the, the bubble is just going to last longer. Better material. Better yeah. material. I mean, I've seen a few reviews. They look super soft, squishy, midsole. Uh, I mean, again, I'm excited. Probably one of the shoes I'm excited about, probably over the SB4s, even over the Tiffany's, just because... Those shoes I would have got just to, like, resell for that resale value to make a quick buck. Mm-hmm. But these Air Maxes, like, I want to wear them. You know, that's the shoe I want to wear, you know what I'm saying, for the next few months and then still have a pair. So yeah, have, have my fingers pair. are crossed I could get those. Uh, I'm going to try as much as I can. But with that being said, just the whole reimagined take. Obviously, uh, Nike's been doing that a lot lately. Mm-hmm. They brought back the this uh, the original design for this one with the bigger bubble. 
They did the reimagined threes. Mm-hmm. They did the reimagined ones. What do you guys take on that whole concept? I mean, I think it's smart. They're listening to what people want. Mm-hmm. I mean, people have been making shoes look like they're aged, right? right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're, they're following the trend and they're just bringing it back. And it's nostalgia. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, that's what that's the shoe that dropped when I was this age. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's why they're able to sell those. Did you guys have some uh, Air Max ones when they first dropped back in 86? Or how old were you guys? No, in 86, I was 11. 11? Um, man, pff, nah, we couldn't afford any. I was, <laughs> that's, that's what I was, we were talking about this earlier, and I'm like, I don't remember my first pair of Air Max ones, um, to be honest with you. I think I was wearing, like, Chuck Taylors or Reeboks when I was 10 or something. I, I don't know. I can't even recall what I was wearing. I, I didn't really start wearing sneakers until probably early 90s. We used to... <laughs> <laughs> back when back in the boosting days we used to like go steal like a right foot from one from one store and then steal the left shoe from the other like that that's how we off someone's feet that, no 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 like from from a, like a foot yeah, locker yeah, yeah, yeah. or you know dr j's and shit like that that that's how we'd get sneakers well if uh nike and then, and then you guys would all share them I, absolutely yeah 100 yeah, percent. rocking them this week <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, if Nike could uh, reimagine a sneaker of your choice, you guys got any uh, hot takes what you would choose? Um, I don't know. Air Trainer, Bo Jackson would be dope. Oh, yeah, Bo, yeah, Bo, Bo Jackson would be dope. Then how, how would you see, you just think like an aged midsole, or, or what do you yeah. think they would do to make it a little different? Yeah, like, I, I, great question. I, I mean, it'd be dope to do a reimagined bread one. I mean, it's just like the Chicago crack leather. Yeah, crack leather, you know. Age mid. So, what, what do you guys think about a, an eleven? You think they could pull that off, or you think the, the nah, it's going to be too pissed? Patent leather. <laughs> not, not not really the patent leather, but you know maybe like uh, instead of icy, it's more yellow because obviously you know aged midsoles are kind of a thing. I mean, I guarantee they'll try that at some. Yeah, point. like a aged uh, pre-aged Space Jam or something, you know, or they. I guarantee they'll try that at some. Yeah. Point. L- listen, I think about this all the time. I'm like, there's so many sneakers that come out. How the fuck do they keep? people buying them mm-hmm. all the time like really it it's it's like a never-ending thing so they have to get really 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 creative absolutely to keep people's interest yep to keep the hype going i mean like you said they're listening to the streets mm-hmm. yeah. you know like they they're following customizers just suing people for like just you know they're they're suing people left like right. for for copying their ideas but yet they're literally just copying everyone else's ideas in my opinion mm-hmm. don't sue us no. uh, <laughs> yeah i love you Nike. <laughs> i mean with, with all that being said we have been talking for over an hour uh Akil, you got any uh thing you want to get off your chest any last minute words um nah nah it was th- thanks for the invite um nah this was fun it's definitely uh therapeutic Nice little trip down memory memory lane, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, I think cool. one thing we do want to do, Steve. I know you were talking about it, is uh, leaving some affirmations. Well, not necessarily affirmations, but some intentions. Intentions. For yeah, yeah. So really, I want to challenge myself for the week. It's great because now you put me on the spot, and I don't know. So wh- well, I'm going to do what I said, and I, over the next week, I'm going to do everything in my power to be the best husband and father that I can be. So that is going to be mine. And I'm what does that mean to you, though? Does that mean being more present, or does that mean all the above, man? It means being more present, more helpful, more just. You cooking dinner? Yeah, yeah I was going to say yeah. pick pick up pick up a dozen roses I mean, on the way home. Like the date night, actually, you know, my wife did a date. She's the one that plans most of the date nights. Where I feel terrible, so I can't make her do that all the time. Tomorrow we have a date night. But what I'll do is it's just I'm going to set some intentions and that's what I'm going to focus on. And then next week I'll come back and I'll kind of go over what that did and how it affected the relationship and um, how much it improved or whatever. You know, we'll just discuss it. So what what are yours going to be? What's your intention? I mean, it has to be uh, just moving forward and learning about more about becoming a homeowner. I got the NACA class this Saturday. So that. I think just moving forward for the next year is going to be just my biggest intentions is just to be a sponge, soak up as much knowledge, experience, uh, keywords, you know, again, learn what a PMI actually is, mm-hmm. learn all these different things uh, just so, you know, within the next year I can, you know, at least be ready enough, have enough money saved, whether, you know, if it's saving a certain amount each week, you know, maybe not buying a sneaker this week uh, just yeah. to save money, you know, yeah. there's a, a, a lot of different things I can do when it comes to being a homeowner. So that. 
Well, I think NAC is they're not you're not going to be able to buy sneakers. You won't be Oh, homie, I I, I stopped all the excess spending. Cuz you talking about uh, you know, spending money, you know, the the faster bank, it comes, the state, faster it goes. Yeah. Bank oh, no. statements, credit card statements, everything gets uploaded on on a monthly basis. They're going to see what everything you spent. That that subscription <laughs> I'm just kidding. The OnlyFans? <laughs> cancel, cancel, cancel. Uh, yeah. I mean, that. so... But how, how do they work cash, though? Again, I get a lot of cash. Yeah, you just, hopefully I, they don't hear this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> don't claim it all. Uh, yeah. Akil's going to be on the call this uh, Saturday like, yo, watch out for Rob. Nah. Watch out for Rob. You got some dollar bills. Uh, so I'm passing the cash off, off to your lady. You know what I'm saying? Hey. <laughs> All right, man. Well, that is it for my intentions. Uh, next week, Steve, I'd definitely like to see how. Uh, yeah, I want to hear about what you learned at NACA. Uh, what is it? it, it, it it's a seminar. It's seminar. a workshop. Workshop. That workshop. Akil's going to yeah. be presenting that, which is just so fucking random. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's like, yo, Super I'm, coincidence. I'm, going, I'm going to this uh, to this workshop. I'm like, Saturday? It's a virtual one. I'm like, oh, they okay. reached out to me and asked me to do like a testimonial yeah, to tell dope. my story. I'm like, what are the chances of that? So, yeah, I'll, I'll report back and then you report back. And, you know, and again, for those of you that are listening, all two of you, I guess. Oh, t- uh, <laughs> 200. <laughs> yeah. It, however Speaking many, it to an existence. However many, it doesn't matter. But if you want to challenge yourself and, and set some intentions for the week and really work towards shit, it. Shit, I'm going to set some intentions. Yeah, what are your shit? What are you your, know what? what? Oddly enough, I was talking to my therapist um, yesterday. And I made I made a personal commitment to go to the, to go to the gym um, oh, here at, we go. at least three times <laughs> this week. Um, so now that all this house stuff is done, basically, um, I'm, I'm going to make some intentions between now and and next Monday uh, to get to get down there. Three might be a stretch, but if, if I get in there two times, I'll be pleased with myself. And listen, I hope you do, but Akil is the king of tomorrow. I thought he was the king of clean. <laughs> the king of clean <laughs> kicks. The king of, hey, because we're lucky enough to have a gym on property, so it's, he doesn't, you don't got to go anywhere. Like, there's no excuse. You just have to walk it's next like door. Lunch, yeah, lunchtime. It's not hard. Like, there's no excuse. And then I'll be working out. And Hey, Keo, you going to come in? Yeah, tomorrow, man. I, well, in my yeah, defense, tomorrow. I've been working from home for the last fucking three weeks because uh, of this remodel. No, you've been saying that for three years. Yeah. yeah. All right, before we bounce like some boobies, uh, hit him with his social media, Keo. Oh, shit. A a boogie, <laughs> yeah a a boogie um, underscore seventy five. Not super active, but hit me with a follow. I'll, I'll follow back. Um, I probably won't follow back, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, mine is Mister Dot Reshuvenator R E S H O E V N eight R. Yes, sir. You go follow the crew. You can follow me everywhere at Pretty Boy Dot Rob and see how pretty I really am. We outy peace. Undefeated, can't ready to breathe again. Believing in time's mine if I shine, you shine. We in this from the start. Take the game for the fame, but not to play the part. On my feet again, ready to breathe again. Believing in time's mine if I shine, you shine. We in this from the start. Take the game for the fame, but not to play.